0: Grateful Mindset Properties Realty Radio Show host coming to you live every week, Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. to 9 30 a.m. Sharing a tad of real estate art, science, human interest, current events. I could go on, I can go on. Thank you, thank you for listening each week. I really appreciate you checking us out on YouTube, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, and listening on WHKP 107.7 FM, where the heavens kiss the peaks, and AM 1450, again, Saturday mornings. Every week at 9 a.m. You know, I really hope you'll stick around today, folks. Today I have two special guests. I have Allison Rollison, director of philanthropy with Mountain Housing Opportunities, also known as MHO. Again, that's Mountain Housing Opportunities, as well as Jeffrey Barton, president and CEO of Mountain Housing Opportunities. Um, it is a 35-year-old nonprofit that addresses affordable housing, the missing bottom, the missing middle the areas that the market is not serving for our low- or middle-income folks, through their services, they seek to address these, these issues, these ongoing problems. You may have heard me talk the past few weeks. I've talked about rentals. I talk about home ownership. I talk about uh, volunteering, consumer advocacy. Most recently, I talked about uh, the uh, uh, Hope and Humanity Housing Advocacy Program that I sort of self-developed as a, uh, came out of my relationship to clients that have properties that they rent and me really uh, communicating with them the need to create more affordable places for people to live. A lot of people have housing vouchers that are expiring and they have to recertify or uh, uh, re-request to have those vouchers extended because we cannot find landlords that will accept them. They are just like you or I. They have the ability to have this paid for for 12 months. Like anyone looking to rent, you know, typically a lease goes 12 months and then they can continue to rent to that person on a month to month or sign an additional year's lease. Well, these folks are in the same boat and then they also have funds that can provide the security deposit. So why we are not allowing them to rent property, that is something that I try to communicate and advocate for. And we will be talking with MHO a little bit about that, as well as, like I said, the missing... Uh, bottom and the missing middle. So please stick around to hear a little bit more about that. Before, let's talk a little bit about real estate, um, just in terms of Henderson County in particular. Um, Right now, we have quite a few properties that have come on the market. Every day, more and more comes on. I've had several listing appointments uh, since January hit. Lots of folks who are listing at affordable prices. I'll be having some homes that are coming in the mid 300s, some condos and townhouses, as well as in the mid 400s. Um, So, not too, too bad. Obviously, 450,000 pretty much across the United States. That is the median price point for a three bedroom, two bath, somewhere between 1,800 to 2,000 plus square feet. That is pretty much the commonplace. That is what we have here in Hendersonville as well, as well as across Western North Carolina. Um, interest rates are about the same. They're still in the mid sixes for the thirty-year and the low sixes for the fifteen-year. Again, those go up or down. You can call me, talk to me, email me, reach out to gratefulmindsetproperties.com. Call me at eight two eight two nine zero zero nine four zero. Again, Judy Moulton owner of Grateful Mindset Properties Broker in Charge for Grateful Mindset Properties. We are currently looking for agents. I just got back, as you may have heard, my most recent show got back from Mexico and I can tell you I had so many clients reaching out. I have so many buyers. It's just crazy. I mean I've got hundreds of buyers, lots of listings coming up. Um, I need more agents to help support me on these things to actually show property. I have assistants. I have a general contractor that helps with um, green building as well as sort of the social economic piece and doing a pre listing appointment and kind of letting folks what they need to you know work on to help make that property more uh, advantageous for the buyer as well as buyers who get a pre buyer appointment or pre-purchase appointment, and he helps me with that in terms of things that we need to kind of really look at in terms of material facts. So again, reach out for any reason or no reason. Judy Moulton, Grateful Mindset Properties, been in business here as a business. Grateful Mindset Properties has been in existence in Hendersonville and Henderson County, although we serve all of the state of North Carolina. We also have access to Tennessee, Virginia, Georgia, South Carolina. I can refer to anybody in the world. I've got resources everywhere. I am uh, known as a resource queen and a research specialist, especially coming out of, reti- or retiring, not coming out of it, I'm still not a behavior- in behavioral health other than uh, uh, supervising clinicians, um, but I no longer have a private practice or run a nonprofit anymore in the mental health realm. But I certainly deal a lot with behavioral health in everything that I do and it will never leave me um and i'm I'm very grateful to have been able to do it for 30 plus years so 2020 is where grateful mindset began grateful mindset properties began gratefulmindsetproperties.com judy moulton grateful mindset properties realty radio show host also the broker in charge of grateful mindset properties um we are here in hendersonville in the lennox park historic lennox station um area and i love it i love everything about what I do. I love living and working. I work seven days a week um, from 9 a.m. till 7 p.m. After that you can text or email me so I am available 24 hours. My staff is available 24 hours and like I said we are looking for more agents so that I can take a break even when I go on vacation. (laughs) But anyways with no further ado um, I am not going to bring any more fun facts for me personally, but I am going to share some information from MHO. As I said, we have Allison and Jeffrey, and they're going to talk a little bit more, more they are going to introduce themselves, and they're going to talk a little bit more about MHO and all the wonderful programs and gifts and resources that they are servicing um, and providing this lovely community of ours. Who would like to go first?
1: Well, I'll jump in. Thank you, Judy, for having us today to to talk a little bit about affordable housing and the work of MHO. Um, I'm Jeffrey Barton, president and CEO of Mountain Housing Opportunities. And as Judy mentioned, we've been around for 35 years. We're a nonprofit um, focused on affordable housing programs. And our mission is to build and improve homes, neighborhoods, communities, and lives, and build hope and dignity in the people that we serve. And so we do that through an array of programs. Um, We have an essential home repair program that was how our organization started, um, where we help preserve affordable housing for low-income homeowners who may uh, need help repairing their home to be able to stay stably and safely housed. We also um, do homeownership development and lending through down payment assistance. Where we work with uh, income qualified families to provide affordable homeownership options in our region and we have an affordable rental program so we built uh, rental properties using a ver- a ver- various subsidies through uh, the state and federal government and local funds to be able to provide affordable housing options for our renters in this community Um, which is so important, as Judy mentioned, finding uh, landlords that will accept vouchers is tough. MHO uh, manages a portfolio of 1,400 rental units um, across the state of North Carolina and every single one of them accepts rental assistance. So we are deeply committed to providing housing opportunities for uh, the folks in our community who. Um, work at low wages, and um, the folks in our community who are disabled and unable to work as well. So we uh, are really grateful for the opportunity to come on your show and and share some of the work we're doing.
0: And that's fabulous. Just a quick question. so you started, you said, 35 years ago, sort of in the service repair. Sorry, my Boston accent was about to come out there. There was A's and R's, or I's are tough to say. Um, so tell me a little bit more about that. How, how, how did that sort of transpire? What was
1: the brainchild around that? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, our origin story was really a group of uh, neighbors who nice. were frustrated. It a village. It does. And, and they got frustrated at the amount of time and bureaucracy that it was taking to do simple repairs to help their um, fellow neighbors stay safely housed. And so they would get together on the weekends and fix porches, repair roofs, do kind of basic home repairs. So from its roots as a volunteer organization, Uh, It became more formalized and disciplined and and effective and now we have a professional staff of 18 people um, who are providing these services to the community.
0: So do you have licensed contractors then that do the repairs? Um, Assuming obviously because if if it's anything structural or anything you know that requires a permit
1: you would need to have sort of license people involved. We do we have licensed contractors on staff who oversee the repairs as well as well as our Homeownership development work, um, mm-hmm. and then we also subcontract out work t- to specialists who are able to more ably and adequately do HVAC replacement and hot water heater replacements and things like that. We we subcontract out a, a good bit of
0: that work, and then do and then all of that. I'm guessing funding is provided to pay at whatever the market rate is for those individuals to do that work.
1: Is that correct? That's right. So we do pay. Um, we. Uh, generate and access subsidies through the state and our uh, local government funds uh, to provide these services at no cost to the the homeowner. So we are able to pay for the services of subcontractors, pay our staff, uh, but provide the essential repairs at no cost to the homeowner. And we also uh, recently, last year, just launched a a new program in uh, collaboration with Um, Impact Health called the Healthy Opportunities Pilot Initiative. And then through this program, which serves a four-county region, we're able to provide home repairs to people served by Medicaid and they're able to use their Medicaid dollars to pay for upstream interventions that will keep them healthy. And so the state has identified Home repairs as one eligible use of Medicaid dollars. So that's wonderful. That I was not aware of. That is yeah, wonderful to hear. A lot of wow. people are just finding out about it because it's a relatively new program. But okay. this Healthy Opportunities pilot provides food assistance, transportation assistance. They'll pay to have people's cars repaired so they can go um, access employment opportunities. It's a really amazing and innovative program to put Medicaid dollars to work on the real immediate needs to help people um, remain healthy so that they're not overburdening the health care system and Medicaid. I'm sure VIA Health is psyched, I'm sure RHA mobile crisis is psyched, I mean hearing
0: about something like that that certainly transfers over to all of these, you know, nonprofits and resources that are out there. Allison, do you have some anything to add to what Jeffrey's talking about, sir, from the philanthropy side? And- sure, sure. Um, and so, just like a lot
2: of nonprofits, and you know, you're you're really familiar with the behavioral health and and social work um, perspective. Um, housing depends on public and private investment, um, both from institutions. Uh, like local governments, um, finance partners like banks, uh, mortgage companies, um, but also individuals, foundations, corporations, um, and Churches. folks. Yeah, um, <laughs> the folks in the faith-based community. Um, we we love to partner with, um, and so it really helps us um, not only uh, get those subsidies to the people that really deserve them, um, but it also helps us bridge the gaps um, sometimes in what uh, those subsidies or that funding, especially public funding, can provide we don't want to say sorry we can't help you um, repair your uh, heating system or you also need a water heater but you know the subsidy per person is only this much Mm -hmm. so really philanthropy especially when it comes to essential home repair you know helps us make sure that we're serving those clients in Mm -hmm. the best way possible Um, one of you know my favorite parts about the mission of um, uh, MHO and, and really why we do this work every day is it really is delivering that hope and dignity to mm-hmm. folks. Um, and everybody understands how powerful the concept is of home, right? Making sure that you have a home to go to um, and making sure that home is stable um, for you, yourself, your family, um, to really to really be able to make sure that you can take care of everything else in your life. So we're excited to see these partnerships, especially recognizing how important stable housing is to community health um, and really recognizing, recognizing that. You know, the other things we do, um, it's really around economic empowerment, mm-hmm. um, making sure that folks aren't paying too much a month for housing, which we know we've seen home prices go up so much, we've seen rental prices go up so much. Um, it means that a lot of people, whether they're paying rent or they're paying a mortgage, are cost burdened. Mm-hmm. Um, so what programs like uh, Mountain Housing provides, whether it's um, home ownership opportunities um, or affordable apartments, we're making sure people aren't paying too much of their monthly income so they are housing cost burden. And really what we want is making sure people aren't paying more than a third of their monthly income towards housing. Because what we know is that there's a tipping point and it means that you don't have enough income to pay for other things like childcare, mm-hmm. like transportation, mm-hmm. like healthcare. Mm-hmm. And we know that when you start trading things like mm-hmm. paying your rent and not paying your heating bills or you know, buying medicine, and falling behind on those housing payments, these are choices that people shouldn't have to make. And so ultimately, you know, across the programs that that we provide in Western North Carolina, we really want to make sure that people aren't paying too much for their housing and that the housing that they have, they can keep, they can, you know, live healthily in that, that housing and not be unstable, which causes displacement, which causes homelessness, which causes people to, you know, lose a lot of access to those other things that, that keep their lives going.
0: So that's, that's really what we're working on at the that's end of the That's fabulous guys. I mean, especially uh, sort of listening to this, you know, um, a couple of things that kind of come to mind, you know, I talk about this on the show, you probably haven't listened to my show, but that's, okay. <laughs> well, you will now after this, um, just teasing. But anyways, so Alice and Jeffrey, one of the things I talk about, uh, uh, is sort of people don't recognize because they hear, oh, you're a former social writer, blah, blah, blah. We talk about, but you're now in real estate. And I talk about homelessness. And I say, you know what? Majority of people that are homeless, it's what you just talked about. You know, if we look at holistically, look at the whole piece of the pie, and if, if that foundation, if something in their foundation gets changed, they don't have a safety net. You know, 85 to 89 percent of the population, the reason they're homeless is there's nobody there to help them pick up the slack. So you're talking about that when you're looking at DTI, debt to income, and you know affordability and a cost benefit analysis. There's somebody who can help structure that and organize that, whether it's case manager, social worker, accountants, whoever. You know, I don't know that part in on, on terms of uh, uh, what MHO does. But obviously, it sounds like you have those resources to help people identify that. Because if they're that close, if if one more month they they can't pay their rent or whatever it is, um, and then they become homeless, that's what we're trying to prevent. So we are taking that preventative approach, which is really what's needed in this country or anywhere in the world. Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting on my soapbox and I'm getting tangential. And maybe you're familiar with the program, oh God, I can't remember right now, Um, giving... It was a study. It was a pilot study that was done. I have to look it up. Um, I'll remember it in a moment. But giving, giving something. I'll look at that. I'll look it up and I'll get it to you guys. But it's basically a program that is about giving money. What they
1: found is mm. right. U- it, Universal basic income. Right.
0: If we give money, that it's not. Don't you know? Don't give me clothes. Don't give me food. You know. We know that there's tons of these programs out there, right? There is enough food, there is enough money to feed everybody, to house everybody, to provide resources for everybody in this world. And so one of the things they look at is like, well, if we gave, if we just give them money as a preventative measure so they can pay, blah, blah, blah. What they found is that that is the best gift. That is the one thing that is mostly needed, right? Because then they won't lose that. And now they have a resource. Then obviously everything after that we try to provide, you know, job skills and develop, whatever it is, education, job skills, you know, other things so that it'll continue, that there'll be consistency across the board. I'm guessing that MHO has some of these programs, or you have the resources like Thrive, or, you know, whatever it is, the Housing Authority, um, you know, Housing Assistance, Habitat. We've got so many programs out there, so there's obviously things that you are doing that are similar, but that also that you can share and utilize resources, so, I think collaboration is really key, I mean, and, and we're
2: so glad to be connected to you because it really is about that connection to community and helping people navigate the resources that are available. So one reason why affordable housing is so important is generally people really do know what those things Are in their lives and in their families' lives that they need to put resources towards? Is it additional education to earn a higher wage? Um, Is it childcare so they can go to work and have a great job and have a trusted place for their kids to be taken care of? Um, Is it, you know, education expenses or extracurricular activities for their children? Having you know not being housing cost burden really allows folks to have those extra resources to put towards those things that they need health care and, and things like that um, we work with a lot of really wonderful organizations to help provide that um, certainly behavioral health and, and organizations like via health you know help support a number of our residents who are disabled who are you know living with um, severe and persistent mental illness and so that's really important to get those folks those um, really structured services um, but there's some great organizations that we work with out in the community like on track um, C. there's a, there are a, a long-standing financial empowerment helping folks work on their credit helping um, folks work on their savings um, understanding what it's like to be a first-time home buyer, so providing first-time homebuyer education and so referring between these different um, organizations is, is really important for us because housing is usually the most expensive cost for anyone um, so really arraying those services making sure folks aren't spending too much on housing is is our is our focus in the community for sure
1: yeah and i'd just like to add that i think um it's it's right on the mark that we have abundance in this country you know we have no shortage of um, available resources food and um, shelter to take care of all of the people who live here the problem is a distribution problem and so what we do um, is we we live in a particularly strained market, a particularly strained housing market. Mm-hmm. Our housing market is a product of um, chronic undersupply, and that's a factor of a lot of things. You know, we are constrained by our beautiful mountains that we don't want to overdevelop, and so the development and farmland and, farmland, and agriculture right. not
0: take away from that. Yeah,
1: and so there's all these um, geographic constraints that constrain how our region can grow. Um, and then that has, there have been some additional challenges with an influx of population that come from higher incomes and come from higher income markets into our market. And that puts particular strain on the local workforce, the service industry sector, and the people who have existed here for generations on, at the lower income scale. So it, it's a challenge. Um, here, because we have not been keeping up adequately with supply. Our goal in providing affordable housing opportunities is to provide as much available um, housing resources in the community so that families can keep that income in their pockets to provide for all the other household expenses. To get back to the notion of homelessness, we do know countless studies have shown that there are an array of complex and intertwined issues. Addressing uh, homelessness around the country. You know, it's certainly there is mental health and addiction. The number one factor that drives the level of homeless rates in markets around the country is availability of affordable housing. Correct. And so we know this as a country. We know that affordable housing is central to addressing homelessness. And so we feel uniquely positioned to deliver on a resource that can be a preventative approach to homelessness and help us address our current problem as it's grown uh, immeasurably over the last couple of years
0: and it's wonderful because even hearing about the pilot program that you mentioned you know just hearing that these things that there's recognition you know so that obviously politicians are which are part of this right um and, and, and Policy and advocacy—all the things that we are trying to do as individuals—we, you know, trying to get the the lawmakers, the policymakers, to to make change that's consistent to keep these programs in existence—and then hearing about these pilot programs and saying, okay these collaborative efforts need to continue, you know, the, the program I looked up and remember now is called Give Directly, <laughs> I could not remember the second word, but Give gives cash directly to individuals and families, um, it's a global effort to end poverty that collaborates with a wide range of leading independent researchers to measure the impacts of cash transfers. Hmm. So, um, something that I give to and, and, you know, a member of, but, so, all of these things you know yes we're, we want to make a local effort that hopefully will you know have that trickle-down effect that will impact a glo- you know, impact globally um, but it's wonderful to hear that you know the mountain housing opportunities has these programs in place just you know I've those on video can see there's sort of these array, let's see, one, two, three, four, five different things, you know, affordable apartments, essential home repair, down payment assistance, self help home ownership, turnkey home ownership. So, talk a little bit about maybe the missing low and the missing middle, and so so I'm looking at this sort of turnkey home ownership, self help home ownership, just kind of bringing it back to sort of Reality and real estate, and you know, just here
1: in this region. Um, sure, um, we provide affordable home ownership opportunities in a variety of different ways. Our self help home program is a really exciting one that partners with the USDA, the US Department yes. of Agriculture. And through this program, we work with groups of families, generally five or six at a time, and help them build their own homes with the support of on-staff contractors for mountain housing opportunity. Um, this is a really great program because it helps people through their own sweat equity mm-hmm. uh, achieve home, home ownership that otherwise would be out of reach for them in the market. Our turnkey home ownership program is also a program where we build um, modest homes and we will provide some um, assistance to help make those homes affordable to income-qualifying families. And what, we, what that allows us to do is that allows us to serve families who may not be able to participate in our self-help program, either because of work obligations and schedules or a disability or some other reason that they aren't literally able to help build their own homes. We are able to build them and then provide um, subsidy and the down payment to make that home affordable to um, income qualifying families. Then we, in addition to all of that, we um, operate as a lender providing soft second mortgages. So yeah, we have a loan program um, that we provide down payment assistance to a four county area, uh, Buncombe, Henderson, Haywood, and Madison County. And through that program, we are able to help Uh, low-income families and uh, modest-income families participate in the market that's not able to serve them. And so that is a um, companion to just the real estate market where people can go out, find a home, qualify for a first mortgage, but not have enough for that down payment assistance. And we're able, through the resources that we bring um, through the state and a variety of other um, funding sources, we're able to help these families achieve the dream of home ownership, which then helps them invest in their families and provide childcare opportunities, start their own businesses. We have several um, past clients who have gone on to launch businesses because of the stability and the economic opportunity of home ownership. So we're really thrilled to be able to not only uh, build homes, but also per- help low-income families in this region participate in private market real estate. So that's how we're dealing with some of the missing low and the missing middle, which is fantastic, guys. Um,
0: so <laughs> we're going to be wrapping up in a couple minutes, but I do have another question. And I could talk to these folks for, for hours, I'm sure. Um, it's been really wonderful, Allison Jeffrey, to have you on here. Um, now, I lost my train of thought. so one of the things um Oh, you're talking about, so, so what level or how, is there like a waiting list? How do, so if I, because I'm definitely in my head, I'm thinking of clients right now sure. that I would want to refer. So w- what is it I would, you know, be saying to them or how is the process work? Um Visit is our website. threshold? Okay. Yeah,
2: so our website is, um, it's a MTN, like mountain, mm-hmm. MTN housing, um, dot org. um And there are uh, some forms there because really what it is, it's about um, understanding if the client is eligible for down payment assistance um, they need to have you know their credit up you know to a certain amount and so you know if there are resources out in the community to work on you know focusing on credit usually folks um, for our, our homeownership programs you know need to be at least mortgage ready um, they okay. need to be to qualify for lending from a first lender and then the down payment assistance and other subsidies will really make up for the rest of that, okay. um, we work with a um, a really wonderful loan officer on staff. She's done this work for over two decades. Um, her name wonderful. is Kelly Nositer, okay. um, and she and and the homeownership team can really help guide those folks. Okay. Um The the we don't truly have a waiting list, um, okay, but good. if folks are interested um, in participating in self help homeownership, or they're interested in purchasing a home um, that MHO builds, um, they can contact us, and you know when those homes are ready, they'll be the first ones that we. So website again
0: or is there a phone number where if you could repeat those two yeah absolutely
2: so mho's website is mtnhousing.org and you can give us a call at 828-254-4030 our offices are in
0: Asheville um, but we serve the Western North Carolina region so we're always happy to help folks Well, thank you folks thank you Jeffrey thank you Allison for being on the show today grateful mindset properties realty radio show Judy Moulton Live Saturday mornings, WHKP, 107.7 FM, AM 1450, gratefulmindsetproperties.com, 828-290-0940. Please reach out for any reason or no reason. Thank you so much for listening today.